Hey, good morning. Welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you guys for being part of today. My name is Paul. I am one of the pastors here, and it's terrific to see you guys here. It was nice to get an extra hour of sleep. Yes? Yes? Yes, kind of, yeah. Hey, you see the story poles out there? Did you see the story poles out All those things? Yeah, how could you, how could you miss them? Um, this is, again, for... We're, we're looking to expand our facility here. And, and when we first moved in, I, I, I really made it clear that... Um, the church is not the building, okay? You guys did not come to church. The church actually came here. This is just simply what we will call a tool. A building is just a, a tool. It's a tool that we want to use, and we want to use it up, okay? And we want to outgrow this tool. Right now, we just simply need to have a bigger tool in order to do the kinds of ministries that will actually touch and affect a lot more people and will help us do the ministry that God's called us to do Better and and man, if, if we could do it without a building, I'd do it without a building in a heartbeat. This is a hassle. It's expensive. You guys are contributing. You know, we're we're contributing to make this thing go. Um, there's a lot of planning, a lot of work, a lot of prayer in this. Just seeking God, guys, it's the right thing to do. Is now the right time to do it? I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. If we could do it without a building, honestly, we would, but we can't. And so what we do is we say, okay, this is going to be something that's going to be not just for us, but for others being to use and our kids to be able to use, to have a place where they can come to know God. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. So we have some things that are coming up. We're going to be meeting with the planning commission um, in a couple of weeks. We're going to be asking you to pray about that, just that everything would go smoothly on this. And that our demeanor all the way through the process as we meet with a lot of city people and even our neighbors around here would be such that it would reveal and reflect Christ. Um, we want to be good witness above all else. Um, in, in all of this. And so we're seeking God to help us do that. And so that's really what um, this is all about. So thank you again for giving. If you want more information about New Wave and what it is and all about, and um, we have that kind of information. And if you got a three or $400,000 you want to just simply give away, we're all going to that. I'm just, I'm just kidding. God will provide, and we trust God all the way, all the way through that. Hey, big question um, um, for you. I guess the question of the morning is, how many of you want more patience? And how many of you want it now? Okay, on right, right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Do we have any impatient people here? I'm, 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 I'm sure we do. I was, I was uh, um, in In and Out a while back, and In and Out's like my. I don't go there that much. Okay, and it's like my favorite place in all the world. I really don't. I really don't. And and In and Out has this, this scientific process that in which they're able to pump the smell into the parking lot. You know, they know that. You ever that? You ever drive by? Ooh, and, 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 and it's this incredible smell. And so if you're not, if you're only mildly hungry when you're in the parking lot, by the time you get to the front door, you're what? Your stomach's absolutely empty. You're just dying and the salivation glands are all going, all that kind of stuff, stuff, stuff like that. And so you get in line and, and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. Popular place. And there's a couple in front of me. And apparently they had never been to In-N-Out before in their lifetime, in their whole experience. <laughs> And, and, and as you know, there's a big board there, you know, behind the counter in which you're supposed to, theoretically supposed to, look at the order and you're supposed to have it in your mind when you get to the counter. But this is one of the couples that when they got to the front, the very front line, they said, let's see, what do you have, you know? And you're standing back there thinking, okay, my stomach's now on the floor, you know, it's so, it's, it's so empty. They say, well, well, what do they have here? And then they ask the guy, what do you recommend? You know, and you just want to say, okay. Okay, we're, we're dealing with burgers with cheese and burgers with no cheese, okay? It's not that hard. It's not that complicated, you know? 
And they're saying, well, let me see when they talk about this, that. And then they say, are your French fries fresh or are they frozen? And you're just going, you know, and you just want to step in and, and you want to intervene with the whole thing. And you just want to say, you know, there's not much else here to do. Um, you ever wonder what your blood pressure is doing in those moments of time? You know, do you ever wish you could have like a blood pressure cuff and see how skyrocketing it's, it's going through? Well, we're going to talk about patience this morning and um, how God wants it to happen and be part of our lives. And let me just take a moment and pray, okay, about this time. So, um, God, we, we come here because um, we want to grow and we want to meet you and we want to connect with you and we want our lives to be changed and different. And so, God, we've sang songs of praise about your holiness and your greatness and who you are and you choose to love us and help make the life changes needed and so give me the words to share from your word and may this be a a blessed time we ask this in Jesus name, amen hey we're in a series that we're calling Better, that's our series title and, and what I've been saying all along is God just didn't simply toss us down here and say good luck you know, have fun down there on this little blue ball that I've created. And you just wind up time and life and say, you're on your own. You know, do what you best can do. Um, God's going to give us a great degree of sense. You have sense in your mind that kind of helps you with that. That's a, that's a gift from God. And God also gave us scripture. He gave us the Bible. Now, the Bible is Pretty much the main theme of the Bible is how we're broken and messed up and separated from God, um, our fault, and how God has worked through time and history and then specifically through Jesus Christ to make that connection back with himself. That's really the story of what the Bible is all about. But also in the midst of that, God gives us principles, some living principles, life principles that help us just simply move through the ups and downs of life. And that's what this series is. This will make your life, well, God would say what? Better. This will make your life better. So, so God would tell us, you know, wisdom is better. Wisdom is better than everything. Do all you can to get wisdom. It'll help you in life. And we, we've talked about how one handful, the Bible says, one handful with contentment is better than two handfuls with just chasing after the wind. Meaning just having a little is a whole lot better than freaking out if you have a whole lot. And we talked about your reputation last week. Well, well this morning, we want to spend a few minutes talking about patience because patience is better says this, better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than to, to conquer a city. Um, remember back middle school, um, and those of you that are in middle school, it was always at recess or after school, we'd always do a, a pickup basketball game, and, and, and you, know, you have to select teams. And the term we used in Southern California was always choose up, choose up, and you're gonna say, choose up. You know, choose up means this team captain, this team captain, they're going to choose their players, you know, and, and always have to go with that, with that nod, you know, choose up, choose up. Okay, so, so, so they, they choose up. I, I'll tell you right now, they did not say, let's see, okay, which one of you is the most patient? You know, none of the players were chosen based on their ability to be patient. The NFL draft will be coming up, you know, whenever it, whenever it does, and they don't say, okay, we are looking for the player that has on the field the most patience. That's not the most important criteria for that. It's always those that have the most power or the most speed. 
We're having an election coming up, okay? No political candidate that I've heard of has come out with a platform of patience, okay? They're not saying, elect me, I'm the most patient candidate out there. No, it's always, I'm going to bring change, and I'm going to bring it now because things are really, really bad. And, and, and when we talk about patience, we kind of know what patience is, don't we? I mean, I ask how many of you want patience, and you all have an idea of what patience is, don't you? You, you all always kind of know. Patience means, and just in easy terms, it means you've got a long fuse, okay? You've got a really long fuse, all right? That something happens, and there's a problem, and, and it takes a long time for you to what? <sighs> Explode, blow up, you know? It takes a long time before you get to that point in time. It means you can put up with a whole lot before you go haywire and crazy. Now, patience always has two components to it. One, there's always problems involved, right? Because there's no problems, you don't need patience. There's always problems involved, and it's always involved in time, okay? Patience is being able to endure problems through a specific period of time. It's keeping yourself under control through time when things aren't going the best. That's, 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 that's patience. Now, now, how is that better? I mean, how is being patient better? Well, how many of us, when we have lost patience, have said something stupid? Any of you? Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, all of us, if we're honest, and this is church, and so you better be. Okay, how many of you have done something that you've regretted because you were impatient? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Or you've done pretty severe damage to something or someone because you've been impatient. Have you ever done that? And all of a sudden you realize, okay, being patient is an important thing. It's a good thing. You mess somebody up or you screw something up, then you've got to crawl back out of it and go back and, and make amends. And so that's why it says, better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Sometimes I think it, it actually takes more strength to be patient than to be powerful. You know that? It takes more strength to be patient than to be powerful. More guts to hang in and shut up than, than respond and go beat up a city. Now, patience is better for, for two things. First of all, one reason is it helps heal broken relationships. Patience helps heal the brokenness in our relationships. The Bible would say this, a hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. You know, there, there it is. And how many times, you know, do you go through the, the thing that where we say, you know, I'm just impatient? Because they keep on doing the same thing over and over again. And I've told them a million times, put their dirty underwear away. And I'm just going to throw it in the trash. And then when they're out of underwear, they can only blame themselves. You know, have you ever gotten to that point? You know, you get to that spot where you just have lost patience. And once that kind of thing happens, boom, you know, the whole unloving, disrespect thing begins to come into play. And all of a sudden, the person gets mad because you did this, and the other person gets mad because you did this. And the issue is not dirty underwear on the floor, or not putting your clothes away, or not putting the glass in the sink. The issue is somebody became impatient about the whole thing. And, and, and impatience has at its core, and, and you have to understand that impatience has at its core selfishness, all right? Follow this one. Um, you're taking up my time. You're infringing upon my energy. You, you see that? You know, I am impatient because 
because I'm involved here. You know, I'm involved here. And it's taking up my time. It's taking up my energy. It's taking up things, my resources. But relationships are not about me. They're not about me. And in the middle of of patience, there's this thing called love that has to be part of it. We've all heard this verse before. Love is what? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. And this is all the whole love chapter that's found in 1 Corinthians 13 in the Bible. And, And... and I will counsel couples. Um, sometimes I'll use this this verse, and I'll, I'll say, I'll say, you know, let's look at this passage, and let's say, oh, we love this passage. Oh, we love this passage. It's so awesome. You know, we want this. We want this in our wedding. It's like, okay, good. We'll we'll do that, and and and, and we'll we'll talk about that. And I'll say, oh, wonderful. And I'll say, love is patient. Let's look at that word. And they say, yes, isn't that sweet? Love is patient. We want this in our wedding. You know, and they're loving and all this kind of stuff. And I said, no, you don't. You don't get it. I said, love is is patience. And they'll say, isn't that you know, isn't that nice? You know, that kind of stuff. And I'll say, no, 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 no. Understand, patience. You're not patient when things are going great, are you? Patience implies that there are what? There's problems, that there are issues. You don't have to be patient when things are going really sweet and smooth and nice. You have to be patient when you basically are saying, I can't take this anymore. That's when patience kicks in. And this is why it's part of the whole love relational component. You have to be patient when the other person is driving you absolutely nuts. Now, second thing is patience is better because it gives God time, gives God time to work. Okay, it gives God time to work. We're kind of a, 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 a weird group of people, not, not, not us, but, but cell phones has made us really, really different. You know, cell phones, smartphones have made us just, just insane people that we can actually get pretty much anything we want, any bit of information at any point in time. I was in... This last summer, I was with my sons. We were in the middle of Idaho, middle of Idaho, kind of nowhere Idaho. And, and we were playing disc golf. Y'all know what disc golf is? Okay, disc golf is where you throw this Frisbee-like thing and you try and get it into these, these little cages and all that kind of stuff. It's really fun, okay? It's a lot of fun to do it. And I'm as good with disc golf as I am with real golf which is I suck, okay? So that's, the way, that's just the way it is. But anyway, you, you, you throw the disc, and, 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 and I've got, my sons are pretty good at it. And so when man just, he just flung this thing and just went mile, it seemed like, you know. Now we have to go find the thing, you know. We got to go find the thing. And we're going through this sagebrush, and we're going through the trees, and we're going through the bush. We can't find it. We can't find it at all. I said, oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. He said, it's not a problem. I will just order another one. And by the time it took us to walk from this spot to the next place to tee off, he had already gotten on the internet, ordered another one, and he said, it's going to arrive tomorrow. Okay. Now, I don't understand that kind of stuff, you know. And I, I was thinking, you know, it used to be, you know, if, if you wanted to know what the temperature is right now in Rapid City, South Dakota, you'd have to go find a newspaper or somehow figure, try and figure it out. You, know, you can find that like, like in 10 seconds. You can find that in 10 seconds. No one needs patience anymore because you can find anything at any, any, any point in time. And we can get info immediately and we can buy stuff immediately. We can do those kinds of things. I mean, it's a great, it's a great world, you know? The downside to that is not everything can happen so quickly. Some things take time. Time. Answers 
of life big questions of why things are happening the way they are take time. Growth takes time. Character building that God's doing in your life takes time. But we live in such now an instant society. By the way, I have no problem with that. I love the way society is in that regard. But we live in such a way that we now can't wait. I want the answer of why this is happening in my life. And I would like it in about 10 or 15 minutes. It's kind of a weird phrase, and it's repeated a number of times in the Old Testament, particularly in the Psalms. And, and it says, I wait for the Lord. I wait for the Lord. Why don't you wait for the Lord? Is it like when you get to Starbucks and you're supposed to meet somebody there, you know, and God, I'm waiting for them and they're just not showing up? It doesn't mean that. It, it has a sense of saying, you know what? As I'm waiting for the Lord, I'm at peace and I'm trusting that God is in control and will make things work out. It's a good phrase, isn't it? I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm just at peace that God's in control of this thing. He's got it all worked out. And in time, it's all going to work out. And I'm okay with that. Great verse. It says he's made everything, God. God's made everything beautiful in its time. He's also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. God, God love that verse. Um, the first part I like is making everything beautiful in its time. In time, things are working for good. God does that. He's promised us that in time. Now, there's time involved. We have to realize that. But the last part I like, I can't always grasp what God's pulling together. I can't always get my head around it. And so there has to be a sense of patience and trust in God that in his time, he's making everything beautiful. But it's in what? His time. His time. And so when you pray or when you connect with God with trust and hope, you do it with trust and you hope and patience. In God, you wait. And it's okay. You know, so how do, how do I become more, more patient? How, how, do I, how do I do that? I mean, how do I become more patient? Lisa, she's got a really good sense of humor. Uh, I, was, I was making small talk earlier this week, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about patience this weekend. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. You know? <laughs> now, we talk a whole lot about um, here life change happening when God gets a hold of your life. Okay? When God gets a hold of your life, life change happens. It will happen. It's a natural result of being made new in Christ. Okay, Jesus would say it's like being reborn. Baby's born, all of a sudden all kinds of new things begin to happen. And when you're reborn and you submit now to God and you become a follower of Christ, very clear that you become a new creation, new creature. You look the same on the outside, you know, you do. But on the inside, things change. And there's certain things that God is beginning to generate within. Those things are happening. A new nature is now in you. You're completely forgiven and all kinds of great things are going on. But there's a new relational connection with God that's forming. And so I would say patience is a natural result of my new life in Christ. Patience is going to be a natural result, an absolutely natural result of your new life in Christ. Okay? It's just simply now inbred in you. Um, we, we have some friends and, you know, 
um, and, and they're, they're, they have little babies, and their babies are now getting to the stage of where they're now crawling, and, and now they grab things and they stand up on those things. And it's a natural response of a baby to try and walk. I mean, it's just, just natural, you know. And then you've got to childproof everything, and that's a real hassle, but that's just the way life goes. But it's just a very natural thing that that process happens. The same thing is true now with patience. God just begins to build that in you. So, I mean, I, I, could, I could tell you, here, you know, here's 19 different ways to become more patient, you know, count to 10, all this kind of stuff. And if that doesn't work, count to 10 and then swear. You know, that'll really help. But, but those kinds of things aren't the same as God beginning to develop those kinds of things in you. A good change begins to happen. Um, somebody posted this on, on, on social media, and it was a Mr. Rogers episode. Maybe one of you did it. I don't even know. It was a Mr. Rogers episode. And he had this, this grandmotherly woman on, on his show, this grandmotherly woman. And she said, oh, man, she's like the perfect-looking grandma. You know, she's the one that would make cookies and pies and all this, this kind of stuff. And, 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 he's, he, and, and she was a famous actress, or at least a well-known actress, in her day. And he said, we're going to dress you in the costume that you, you, that you appeared in. And the first thing she did, she put on this, this, this black skirt, you know, this, this big black skirt. And then she put on this big black blouse with big puffy sleeves. And it's like, holy cow, I'm beginning to recognize who she is. And then she put on the big witch's hat. And it was from the Wizard of Oz. It was the Wicked Witch of the West. Remember her? You know? And it's like this nice, kindly old grandmother. All of a sudden, and then she did her voice because she had this really nice, soft grandmother voice. She starts to do this cackle thing. And I'm thinking, my goodness, she just transformed into my eyes to the Wicked Witch of the West. You know? And kind of my thoughts were going back to the first time I saw Wizard of Oz. And I'm thinking, if the flying monkeys come in, I am out of here, man, because those are <laughs> freakiest things in all of history, right, right there. But, but she became that, that, that you know, and, and I thought, man, you know, impatience turns us into something bad, you know. We can be the nicest, kindest people. Impatience can turn us into something very wicked, like, like, like a witch. God goes the other way. God switches that around. Paul in the Bible says this about the new life, and this is the new life, and this is why we say, man, having Jesus come into your life changes everything. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace. There it is, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. They're a natural result of your new life in Christ, a natural result. It's something that happens. You experience God's patience, and you start to become patient. Second is, I become more patient when I love better. We looked at this verse, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Well, how about this one? Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. I mentioned that in and out thing. Why was I impatient? Why was I impatient? Because at that moment, it was all about who? Me. All about me. Do you understand how patience, how impatience is selfish? Got at its root is our selfishness. Funny end of the story, you know, I ordered, they ordered, finally, finally. <laughs> and, and then I ordered, and they call it numbers. If you've ever been in and out, you know, they call it numbers. You got a certain number, you know, and they'll call it your number to get your order. And you can kind of gauge how far along you are on the line, how long it's going to take you know, by the numbers that they're calling out. 
So I got my number. I was like 79 or something like that. They called out the number. Number 12, your order's ready, please. And I'm thinking, oh, no, oh, no. Patience again. Here, here we go. The Bible says this, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. The more you love the person, the more you will overlook the offense. And it says to your glory to do that. Man's wisdom gives him patience. Overlook the offense. Last one, I'm patient knowing how God is patient with me. I mean, God has phenomenal patience, and, and this is why, why I love a place like this, because you can be authentic and real about your issues, and we don't have to play pretend about us being all screwed up and messed up in life. Um, I don't have to say, you know, I've got it all together, um, because the more I understand how much I think I have it together, the more I realize how much I don't. And as God turns the pages of your life, you will see the more and more and more and more about how deep the sin actually has gone into your life. It's soaked in. Now, again, I'm not here to slam this thing and you know, condemn you all for, for being sinners. It's just the reality of life. You change, and you should be changing, but it's just the reality of it. And the more I understand the depth of my sin and the patience God has with me, man, what you've done to me is nothing compared to what I've done to God. God has incredible patience towards all of us. Uh, uh, This is a great verse. People will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? Now, that's not a bad question. It's really not. And and Peter, who's writing this, was a disciple of Jesus. And so he walked with Jesus for the three years he was doing ministry here. And then what happened is Jesus said, okay, he died. He was buried. He rose again. And then he he talked to the people. And he's going to send to heaven. And he's going to say, I'm going to come back again. The way I'm leaving now is why I'm going to come back again someday. I'm going to come back. and I'm going to take you back up with me. And it's going to be kind of like the end of all things. And, you know, the age is going to kind of close down at that point in time. And Peter said, this is cool. This is great. You know, and the disciples all said, this is really good. You know, I wonder if it's going to be next week, you know. I wonder if I should even bother mowing my lawn or planting my grass, you know. I wonder if it's going to be next week. Well, it didn't happen next week. He didn't come back next week. And they're saying, well, maybe it'll be next month. And it wasn't next month. And they say, we know it's going to be the year anniversary. That's going to be the time. And it wasn't then. And maybe it was the 10-year anniversary, the 25th anniversary. And Jesus didn't come. And they'd been continually saying, Jesus is going to come again. Jesus is going to come again. And finally, people started saying, "Um, hey, you know, hey, it's been a while now. Um, You sure sure about this? And Peter says, people will say what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again. He says this, you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day. Time is just like that to God. Just nothing. It says this, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. And here it comes. As some people think, no, he's being patient for your sake. He does not, any, does not want anyone to perish, but wants everyone to repent. So possibly the reason that Jesus has not come yesterday is so that you could hear about Jesus, what, today. You you, you follow that? And you will be so glad that he didn't come yesterday so that you can hear about him today. Now here's where this message is for us, or you and, and, and any who've not 
yet said to Jesus, I, I repent. And repent means I change my mind about who you are. I change my mind about who you are and what you've done. I change my mind about you just simply being an ancient historical figure to be the living son of God who can actually do something in my life and forgive me for my sins. God is patient, and he gives you and me an incredible gift called time. Time. Some, Peter would say, will say, ha, I thought Jesus was coming again. I don't see him. And what we think is slowness is God giving anyone who wants a chance in time. And at some point, time will be up, and there will be no more And so this morning, it can kind of go two ways, you know. One is be patient to others. Be patient because God is to you. And the second is God's patience towards us, which is his kindness and love that should compel us to respond. Jesus said this, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you'll always be with me where I am, which is so cool. Jesus said, when everything's ready, when everything, when the time is right, everything will be fine. And we can be with him not because we're religious or do rules or do church, but because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We can be with him. Today we take um, the Lord's Supper, and we do this to remember what Jesus did for us. And, and there's two big you know, huge theological things that kind of come down into the, the two elements that we're going to be taking. And, and first is that God saw your sin and realized that we have a problem. And what he did was he took on flesh and blood and came down to live among us. Jesus Christ, that's what we call Jesus. And so when Jesus said, take, this is my body, he's saying, remember, Remember, God Almighty entered into time and space and came down to teach us to live among us, to understand what we go through. God did that. And so when he said, remember, that's what we remember. And then, and then the other big theological principle is the wages of sin is death. The penalty for your sin is death. You deserve it. Justice demands it. But God said, I love you too much to let you have to experience that. So if someone's blood needs to be shed, I'm going to shed the blood of my son Jesus instead of yours. So when Jesus said, this is my blood, remember me. He's saying, remember, I'll take the penalty for the wrongs that you did. That's so cool. And that's what gives us new life. Free gift. Not a religious thing. Not that you got to do a bazillion things. Taking the elements doesn't do anything. It's your belief in your heart and your response back to God that does it all. Um, just the instructions on kind of what we're going to do if you're new here. Um, in a second, they're going to be singing a song behind me, and as they're singing, you're free to come forward or go to the back and, and take um, a piece of bread or cracker and juice and and if you go back to your seat and hold on to them, here we take together as a family. It's kind of a family thing that we could say in, in unity. Um, so feel free to do that. First let me pray, and then you're free to take and worship together. Would you pray with me? 
and just maybe with your head bowed, eyes closed, maybe you've never thought of Jesus as being a personal thing for you. And maybe it's seeming very real right now, and that's a good thing because he's very real to me and he's very real to people here. Maybe you're saying, I'm tired of living life apart from God. I want forgiveness through Jesus. It's making sense to me now, and that's what I want. Best as I know how. Jesus, I am asking you to forgive me for my sins. Take my sins upon yourself. Give me freedom and love, a whole new life in you. Help me experience that right now in this place, in this time. I believe. The Bible says that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, saved. And Jesus, now as we take these elements, we do remember you. Bless this time in your name. Amen. Feel free to come and take.
I have written in my book for this time, um, Take Together. You'd think after 30 years of doing this, I wouldn't need to have those kinds of things to say. But um, as I looked at it, oh, there's some significance there. First of all, um, we get to take. And because of what Jesus did for us, we can take this in thanksgiving and joy. We get to take. And we get to do this together as fellow believers in Jesus Christ, part of the kingdom of God. Part of this expression called the Church of Jesus here. We can take together. Jesus took the bread and he said, This is my body. Take this and remember me. Let's take together. He took the cup and he said, This is the new covenant, my blood. Do this to remember me. Let's drink together. Thank you, Jesus. You set me free. Christ, my Savior, you rescued me. Hey, thank you for being part of this morning. We're going to close in just a moment with a final song. A couple things. Um, if you are new here for the very first time and want information about who we are as a church, we have great people at the Welcome Center. If you want to know what your next step is in spiritual growth or life, just talk to anybody here or back there. They're, they're terrific. If you want somebody to pray for you, maybe you're going through something in life and you just would like people to pray, we have a wonderful group of people that will there and they'll pray. They will just simply pray. You can share as much or as little as you want. And we'll be there for you to pray. So let us know how we can help you in your growth and in your connection with God. <laughs> That's kind of what we do, what we do here. Um, let's stand together. Enjoy the day. God bless you guys. Finish with the final song. Bucks are going to be passed. Throw in the communication card, next step card, anything you want to give. So thanks, you guys. God bless. Have a terrific day. <laughs>